0: Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, today, I'll catch you up with uh, California-based artist, Thomas Campbell. How you going, Thomas? Super good. Thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat.
1: Yeah, no problem. All
0: right. So, um, yeah, we'll start at the beginning. Like, Can you uh, tell me how you got into art? Uh,
1: I mean, I guess I got into art. Kind of like everyone gets into art, like when you're, uh, I guess, in a kid drawing. And then, you know, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right, is that everyone's an artist until they stop being an artist. I mean, every kid draws and paints in school when they're kids. And and then so, yeah, I started then and then I probably had some kind of maybe leaner years of doing art from about maybe nine to 13 or 10 to 13 or something. And then I think just really from skateboarding in the end of the day, I mean, I just was really, uh, I started skateboarding when I was five years old, but kind of like in my teenage years, like I got influenced by like people making zines and people on skateboarding, like, Neil Blender and Todd Swank, and I saw their kind of primitive type drawings, and I was like, "Oh man, I want to, I want to make zines, I want to draw pictures. That looks fun." Like I, I never really thought about it as a career path, exactly, as, as much as just wanting to have fun, and that looked like a pretty good way to have fun.
0: Yeah. And were you um, like emulating what they were doing or were
1: you, do you have your own style as well? Um, well I would say firstly, like I pretty much sucked and, uh, I didn't want to copy them. So, I mean, I was inspired by, by them, but in the end I just tried to, just tried to figure out my own way and, um, I, like I said, I wasn't very good. It wasn't something that came naturally. But I think maybe because of skateboarding, I had a lot of persistence built into me because everything in skateboarding is about persistence. And uh, so, yeah. I mean, I just kept trying, and and it all went well after a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it's like that with a, a lot of things. I, I find that people who... Um, you know, aren't naturally good at something, and they have to work really hard to to get good at it. They they generally stick with it, and um, you know, go further with it if you know what I mean. Than people who are just naturally good at it tend to put it down after a while because it gets boring. Yeah, yeah. But um, so with those uh, you know, the early styles that you were working with, were they uh, can they still be seen in your current work?
1: I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i was bad i was really bad so uh yeah i don't i don't think so i mean i don't think so so much um it's a long time ago you know that's uh 36 years ago i guess so um yeah i i think i'm i think i've evolved a little bit past there
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. So like these days you're, um, you know, you work with a lot of different materials. Um, like you make paintings, you, you make films, you shoot photos, you work with ceramics and fabric and, uh, like, I'm sure you work with other things I'm not aware of. Like when people ask you what type of art do you do? Like, how do you normally answer?
1: Um, I just say generally that I just do, I work in a lot of mediums and, Maybe sometimes I would refer to myself as kind of like a creative janitor or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, or a creative handyman. I don't know. I just I just never... I just feel like it keeps it fresh doing different stuff. And I don't... I think if, like, I know a lot of my peers and a lot of people in general uh, that work in a medium solely like say uh, painting people tend to go a little bit crazy you know like and it's really understandable and I kind of like to move from medium to medium because it kind of keeps things fresher and kind of interesting and yeah so yeah I don't know
0: and how'd how'd you get into a lot of the different mediums?
1: I mean, really, it really just kind of comes from skateboarding in the end. It's just like, you know, just like being in skateboarding and being like, oh, you know, I I used to make fanzines and I would write stuff. And then eventually I got to write for Transworld Skateboard Magazine as a writer. I didn't even start as a photographer. I started as a writer. And, um... And then just, you know, oh, maybe, you know, like making zines and then kind of learning, kind of pacing or learning how to work in that dynamic of, you know, just figuring out how to balance a a magazine or, or balance something like that and then taking pictures and then, I don't know. It just then that kind of led to filmmaking. Learned knowing about light from taking pictures and having composition, and just whatever. I, I just feel like I'm just not. I'm also just maybe not very afraid of failing. So, uh, which I think skateboarding gave me. So I just will try whatever you know. Like, and I feel like also sometimes like a crude a crude way of doing things is an interesting way too. So like when people tell me, they say, Oh, I'm not a very good art. I could never be an artist. Like, I don't really think that's true. I think everyone has something to offer and even someone that really sucks. Like I think, or they think they suck. They might have something really interesting and in their are crude way they're coming from, you know. So I don't know. I, I I think I kind of caught on to that early and I was like, well, a lot of a lot of the people that I really like are are have pretty crude styles. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to keep trying, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. And there's also that self taught, you know, aesthetic as well. It's like where you can be taught by someone and they'll teach you exactly how they do it. But when you sort of you fumble through something on your own. You you might approach it in a totally different way to, um, you know, how how everyone else is using, say, a medium. Oh, for sure.
1: Mm. And I mean, everything's mistakes, and you know, every, the you you kind of evolve your style from from making mistakes. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at making mistakes.
0: <laughs> I think we all are. But um so with uh with working at Transworld and um like getting into photography did it do you think through already working at a magazine and being around pro skaters and everything it really um you know it helped you get your first photos published and all that type of stuff because you're already sort of there you weren't this unknown guy sending them in did that help
1: um no so i w- i started as a writer and the way that uh that like Grant Britton, I think, first off knew about me was that I was, I made a zine and I asked him to give me some things for the zine. And uh, I think that they found out about me from what I was doing and then they asked me to work for them. And I didn't, I knew some, I knew some professional skateboarders, but not a whole lot. And then, you know, then I just tried to come up with creative, ways to make myself useful, you know, and I mean, it's all, it's all about being creative and trying to think about what, what people, if you're working with people, like, what do they want? How are you going to make their job easier? And, uh, and that's what I tried to do and, and it worked out.
0: Yeah. Good work. Um, I've had a lot of guests on this podcast, uh, mentioned they were really inspired by the beautiful losers movie. Like, um, how'd you uh, come to be part of the film and, and the exhibition and, and what was the experience like?
1: Um, let's see. So I think, you know, I, I, I just feel like like like-minded people gravitate towards each other and, um, you know, it's kind of, I was talking about it the other day, just like the, the random happenstance of life. It's like life is pretty fucking random. You know, it's like, you know, from, from working in those realms I was telling you about, from being a kid and making zines to like making art to being involved in skateboarding, then, you know, I got involved in a few skateboarding art shows and then maybe in the mid early early 90s I met Aaron Rose and uh he liked what I was doing and asked me to have a show in New York and then I ended up living in New York for a few years and kind of like you know working on skateboard magazines and and as a photographer and a writer and then also making art and living in the gallery and becoming part of that scene and then yeah, I just feel like we're all kind of outlaws in a way or from kind of outlaw culture and I think the aesthetics has kind of grew together especially definitely with Aaron's vision and I think we're all kind of influenced by each other and and yeah, it's a cool time. You know, it wasn't wasn't so much like this crazy thing about like trying to like be the, I don't know, like trying to head towards being a huge artist. It was just more like being creative and being expressive and being able to have some shows. and and then it kind of like turned into what the beautiful losers was. And then in kind of in a way, like that, that was a certain time where everyone was together more showing together a lot. And then kind of after that kind of like, splintered off more or less you know like everyone kind of got a little older and went in their own directions more um though we all do show together sometimes but it's not like it was you know yeah but nothing nothing ever stays the same
0: no no um but do you feel like the the beautiful losers was a um you know, sparked a new era of art and like also validated art coming out of like skateboarding, graffiti, street art and surf culture?
1: I don't think any part of that was really surf culture. Wasn't it? No, fuck no. 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 I mean, I was the only person, I mean, Barry Barry McGee and I are the people that surf, but we're not really, I don't really see our arts being influenced by surfing at all. You know, I, I would say that uh, that maybe our art has influenced surfing, but I wouldn't say that we're influenced by surfing. Okay. Like, I, I, I came from skateboarding. I, I really, the things I did in surfing, I transferred my ethos from skateboarding culture into surfing culture, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and not really, but not the The flow of the river never went backwards, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, but do you feel that? Um, well, all the uh, other cultures, other than surf, then, <laughs> do you feel it sort of like validated a lot of the art that was coming out there, out of there, and instead of just being like, um, you know, an artist that does graphics for boards or a street artist or whatever, you know, they started start like they started getting more uh, recognition from galleries, like after you know the movie and the exhibition and it all happened.
1: Yeah, I think I think it definitely had an impact for all the people in it. You know, um, I mean, a lot of people in that in that realm of like the museum world and the different things they they didn't really like us. You know, they were kind of like they were kind of assholes in general, and uh, they were kind of like oh the fucking kids got in, you know, and. But then it was crazy because they weren't very nice. And then the, the doors to the exhibition would open and like 10 times more people would come to the museum than ever came. And then they were like, oh, we love you. And we're just like, fuck you. You know, like, I don't know. It's just like a weird thing. It's art. Art in general is pretty like bougie. And and then, you know. Most of art is theoretical, in like the real art world, and and generally, I would say not that there's not meaning behind the work within that group, but it's uh, it's basically it's more on the aesthetic side, which is a very small part of of that world, you know, yeah. of that real art world, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, was everyone um just creating from a place of fun, like not you know striving for gallery recognition and things like that.
1: Oh, I don't know if that's the truth. Um I just feel like there was probably a, an age of more innocence and um Yeah, I think everyone I think everyone that was in the group was motivated and wanted to do cool stuff and and everyone has you know different motivations but uh, I think early on I think that was less less the motivation and later on maybe more. Did you
0: feel that something big was happening during those years and like uh, artists such as Barry McGee, Ed Templeton and yourself would go on to have successful art careers?
1: Oh, uh, Yeah I mean it, it felt special and i don't know i mean i think i think ed is an, an amazing artist and he just keeps growing all the time and it's just like phenomenal like his his paintings are just getting better and better and his photography is like out of this world incredible and you know there's a lot of growth there and i think he's a an amazing artist i think barry on another level is just like one of the most exceptional artists I've ever known of and known you know and like I think he's on a very crazy level like he can attack a very small space to like the biggest space you can imagine with like kind of the same impact which is kind of rare Um, so yeah I'm not surprised at all where everything's gone and but I don't I don't know if I was thinking about it too much at the time when the group was like really kind of together. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that you know,
0: when people talk about the glory years or whatever, no one knows that they're actually happening at the time, you know. <laughs> so do you think that uh you know, being around such a, a diverse group of artists, like you learn a lot from other people during those years?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I, th- I just feel like it was kind of everyone was kind of learning from each other, you know? And there was a lot of, like, cross-referencing and I think that we're kind of speaking similar languages and, sure, I definitely got inspired by different people from in the group and, like, you know, like I brought... Like, I brought Ed into the group. I was, like, went to his house, and he had a bunch of paintings in his closet. And I, I was like, what the fuck are these doing in here, dude? Well, get these out of here. Like, sh- give them to someone or get them out of here. And I introduced him to Aaron, and, you know, he eventually had some solo shows at a ledge. And, you know, so. I mean, but, yeah. I mean, he's he's... Influencing and inspire me to this day. We work together. We're communicating today about a book of his that I'm publishing that just came out, and yeah, and whatever. Talked to Barry, texted with Barry today. We're gonna surf tomorrow. You know, whatever. We're just uh, fortunate fortunate to have such a. Good and inspiring people in my life
0: yeah definitely so um so you know we've discussed like uh, some of the mediums you work with but like like what are all the mediums you work with can you um list some off because I didn't know you did writing and all that like did, have we covered most of them already or
1: um let's see you know I I don't really write that much anymore but when I was uh when I was younger I I wrote a lot for when I worked for Transworld Skateboard Magazine, and then I was the photo editor, and I guess the editor at Skateboarder Magazine, and I did writing then. But my my writing engine is pretty cold and rusted at the moment. I, I do like it. It just writing is one of those things you just have to like really continuously do to keep it fresh and uh but whatever yeah i don't know i d- i take pictures i make movies uh i paint i i do i i sew things like i sew paper and make like quilts out of paper uh i work in ceramics and uh and in bronze as well, and you know, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really think about it too much. In a, in a limited capacity, I'm just like interested in being creative, and if it feels like it will work out or or be fun, I'll. I like to try stuff.
0: Yeah, and how did the uh, the quilted pieces come about?
1: Oh, uh, I think initially I was inspired by. Barry McGee and Margaret Kilgallen, they used to sew their pieces together. I think people are more, more think that it was Margaret, but uh, I think Barry was sewing his things together before. And Margaret got inspired by him, and I got inspired by both of them. And I kind of did that for a while um, before maybe four years before I really even let people see it because it didn't feel like it was exactly mine and I wanted to I don't know I just wanted to put things out in the world that felt like authentic and uh, eventually it did and I kind of developed a few different ideas that felt like they were something I was willing to share and yeah, yeah. to worked out
0: and like, do you have a favorite medium you like to work with? Mm,
1: no, not really. Not no. I, I, I feel like it's just really nice to. Uh, it's re- just really nice to experiment and change, and I think it keeps everything fresh for me. That's kind of my motto of how how I work, and. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, I would say no, I don't have a favorite medium.
0: Yeah. And you feel it, it like it, um you know, if you're just working on one thing the whole time, you'll go go a bit insane. So it's sort of yeah, variety is the spice of life, as they say.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen, I, you know, many years ago, I kind of like came to the crux and the road and I could see it pretty clearly if I went down one road. I probably wouldn't be like that social and probably it'd be a difficult road and more in a hermit y kind of a way. And and I just made a decision. I was just like, you know what? I'd, I'd rather kind of have a more varied type of creativity and then kind of have a more balanced life and enjoy spending time with my friends and my family and, you know, like, so I don't know. I'm, I'm trying, you know, I, we're all trying to have some kind of balance. Mm. But I guess
0: it's having confidence in what you do as well and thinking, well, if I, you know, you know, some people think, oh, they're going to confuse the market or something like that. But I think if you're, um, you know, following your heart and doing what you really love, like people pick up on that more than the fear of not being recognized, you know?
1: yeah i mean i'm definitely confusing the market there's no doubt about that like people are like what the fuck are you doing you know (laughs) but in the end it's just like you gotta gotta try to take your own path and and whatever i i live a creative life and and i'm I'm enjoying it and i'm thankful yeah
0: totally so like um do you feel that you're the different mediums speak to each other as well? Like, for example, like, your photography helps with the composition of making a painting or, you know, something along those lines?
1: Um, I think that's an interesting idea. Uh, I'd I'd say for sure that the the painting uh, influences... I think it could influence my photography, but maybe more in an abstract way. And then maybe, uh, I would say definitely like my photography and, and filmmaking influence each other and like just learning more about composition. And so I don't know, you know, like I, I, I can't, I, th- I think I think everything builds upon each other though in the end. You know, like I just feel like everything you do informs each other and the more you learn you're just learning and becoming more confident, you know? And and so I think the confidence the confidence and and, and the the learning and the making mistakes and learning from those mistakes and growing and then learning to be patient. It it all it all feeds each other, you know.
0: Yeah, the important part's doing the work.
1: Yeah, it's definitely the the whole idle hands are not ready for inspiration.
0: Definitely. So, um, like you've got a very distinctive style, like um, well, with your art, your painting, especially, like um, where do you look for for creative inspiration, and how's your style evolved over the years?
1: I don't. I don't think I've ever really felt like like I'm I've had a lack of inspiration, you know, like I think some people need to live in cities and do different things to find inspiration. And that's just never been my scenario. Like, I think I think also the inspiration comes from being doing different things. And then when I, you know, like if I'm working on a film, and I come back to making paintings or working on sewn pieces like I'm excited to be there and during the time when I'm working on the other thing I'm thinking about ideas that I might have had and they're kind of maturing but for sure whatever I'm influenced by other artists and like I mean I'm not afraid to you know some people might want to tell you about obscure artists that inspired them or things that people don't know about. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like... I kind of look at, like, Picasso and Warhol and look at them and be like... Oh, those guys look like they had a fucking lot of fun, you know? And, and move through mediums pretty fluidly. So they're really inspiring. And, I mean, then there's modern people like Todd James or Barry or, you know, like... I don't know uh, Alicia McCarthy or you know I don't know. There's there's a lot of different people that inspire me, but yeah, go. Cool. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, every. I'm sure everything fucking inspires you. You know, like wherever you are, like my, my daughter. I have a two year old daughter and she's funny as shit. You know, and like and there's so much life there and there's so much expansion and it's like whoa that and i live on the out in the country you know like when it's really peaceful and that inspires me and you know being you know i've been working on a skateboard film a lot for like the last five years and being back in skateboarding and working with all those raw outlaws all the time is really inspiring to be like you know kind of like re- focus my center of what i've come from and just be like fuck it man let's just do the right thing all the time it's awesome
0: yeah totally and have you um have you had any uh like mentors through the year like is like show you the ropes like grant britain and people like that with different mediums
1: yeah i mean grant was my photo editor and uh he you know, he, he taught me about how to use cameras and and then is and then also, you know, my other friends like Tobin Yellen or Gabe Morford or, you know, for taking pictures or like Cheryl Dunn let me use her camera like when I made my when I made I made the Love Supreme movies for Supreme. Back in like 1996, she let me borrow a 16mm camera, showed me how to use it, and that was the first time I ever worked in 16mm, and now that's, you know, tw- what, 22 years later, and I'm still working in 16mm gen- predominantly, and yeah, I mean, all kinds of things, you know, like Barry when I met Barry in like 97 and we started spending time together he was like looking at this horrible brushes I was using and was like why why do you use those and and gave me really good brushes to use and and that was awesome and that really that changed my whole my whole perception in one day you know i was just like whoa these things work so good. I didn't go to art school; he went to art school. You know, like I don't know where he learned all his things, but he definitely went to art school and learned how to use different things, and and I, I benefited from that. He he sat me down and taught me like different different kind of mediums to use and ways to use different brushes and yeah, so for sure i mean i learned from a lot of different people
0: yeah and with uh you you seem to do a lot of work uh in the skate industry like that's how i first came across your art um is that just an extension of um just being a skater and you know working for trans world and it just you know and growing your art on the side it just sort of evolved and you you had the networks to get the work in the skate industry
1: I mean that's my been my whole life, you know. Like, I've been, I'm, I'm 49. I've been skateboarding since I was five. You know, it's 44 years. So like that's the whole crux of it. So yeah, I mean, I made fanzines. I took pictures. I learned how to make art from being in skateboarding. I eventually made. Graphics for different skateboard companies like Santa Cruz and SMA and Toy Machine and Zero, Stereo, Element, uh, Magenta. I don't know. It's just like I, I can't even remember everything. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's my family. You know, those are my my deepest friends are from that culture.
0: Yeah. And um yeah, you know, I know that people in the past have had uh, had issues with uh working with brands when they've done like say a, a t-shirt design or or a board graphic and then the the companies used it across everything. Um like I take it you've got a good relationship with them and uh you know, you haven't had a problem where they've run rampant and overused your artwork.
1: Um I don't know. I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all a learning process for sure. I mean, in the end of the day, when you're young, you don't know shit and then people take advantage of you and then you're like, Oh, that sucks. And then you just learn and you're like, Oh, Hey, don't fuck with me like that. And then you get better at like dealing with people. So, Yeah, have I ever been fucked with? For sure I've been fucked with. Um, Does it happen that much anymore? Not that much. Um, But, fuck. I mean, who knows? Who knows what dickhead you're going to end up working with? (laughs) You know? And hopefully you don't. Yeah. But generally, I'm a little bit smarter. You know? I'm fucking old so <laughs> i i i'm, I'm try to look out for myself mostly,
0: yeah, so when you work with companies now it's a it's a collaboration between the brand and you as an artist. It's not like you work as a as an illustrator or you know freelance artist for them
1: um generally, I try not to do that because um usually I try to like partner with brands on a long term basis like Currently, like, I work with that brand, Visla, um, in surfing, and I, like, I'm, I have, like, a long-term contract with them, and and they're really supportive, and I'm really thankful to work with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, you seem to be, like, um, bouncing around to lots of different projects and, you know, gallery shows and all types of things, movies. Like, um, do you have, like, a sort of standard... Week at all, or is it forever changing for you?
1: Um, I think it, it's changing, you know, like it just depends on what my focus is. Uh, like these, these days I'm editing a lot. Um, so that's kind of where my focus is in general. And, but then there's, you know, whatever, like I've been, I've been doing paintings and doing sewn works and, uh, and then, but spending most of my days editing, I'm, I'm trying to finish up my new skateboard movie and that's kind of generally where my focus is currently.
0: Yeah. And I've seen videos of you online with, um, your big barn studio. Like is that, is that, um, at your house?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. My studios, my studios on, on the my, on my property. Yeah, yeah. kind of like live in the woods north of Santa Cruz, and actually a place that most Aussies find to have a very funny name because of the movie The Castle. Oh, Bonny Doon. Bonny Doon. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I knew as soon as you said that.
1: Yeah, but it's really funny because anyone any Aussie I tell that I live in Bonnie dune they're all, Have you seen the castle, mate? <laughs> I'm just like, Yeah, I've seen the castle.
0: <laughs> Looking back over your career, do you um like have one practice that you think's helped shape and develop your career?
1: Skateboarding.
0: Skateboarding, eh?
1: Yeah totally i mean in the end of the day it's like skateboarding's the it's just that thing that teaches you how to persevere you know like if you're good at skateboarding you your or if you if you skateboard a lot you, you you slam you eat shit and then it's just really normal so you're like failure is really normal failures are part of life like i I think, like, in general, people don't, in normal life, when they fail, it's, like, really crazy for them. And, like, if you're a skateboarder, failure is so normal. And it hurts. And you're just like, fuck. And then you get up and you try it again until you succeed. And then you try it again and you eat more shit. So it's like like failing at art or, or any kind of creative endeavor is no big whoop.
0: Yeah. Totally, I get that. <laughs> All right, Thomas. Um, got some rapid fire questions for you to um, wrap up the interview. Okay. Here we go. Um, so, name one artist you think you think deserves more shine.
1: Simone Schubach. Yeah, where's she from? She's from New York. And, yeah, I don't know. I just think she's a a really special kind of all-around artist. She works, she paints, she makes ceramics, she works in, like, making flower decorations. I don't know. She's just a really cool, creative person. Amazing.
0: I'll look her up. Um, What's one medium you'd love to work with?
1: Um, uh, you know, I was over, actually, was a few weeks ago, I was over at Grant Britton's house in San Diego, and he had these really cool big Polaroids that were probably like almost like a meter long by like a meter and three quarters wide, and I uh, would and always wanted to fuck with those things those things look really cool yeah he says that there's still there's still some places that have them so i'm gonna look into that
0: mm. so what do you need a, a like a huge polaroid camera or something to, to take them or or is it just a way way you develop them differently or something like that
1: uh yeah you need a bit this big polaroid camera it's like a huge one
0: yeah <laughs> and um what's one skill you wish you had
1: Uh, to fly, obviously.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That way when you're about to slam, you can sort of fly off instead of hitting the concrete, eh?
1: That would be, that would be good.
0: (laughs) Um, who's your favorite artist?
1: Probably Picasso. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, um, what about... Even
1: if he was an asshole. Yeah seems seems like that's the predominant uh kind of viewpoint of him but i just i I just look at what he did and it just looks like he had a lot of fun yeah that's probably the highest most important factor for me
0: Mm. there's some good documentaries on him on youtube i was um on holiday recently just kicking back watching art documentaries and um there's a good one on, on um, him and Matisse and the, uh, the sort of rivalry they had. But I don't think it was really rivalry scene from Matisse's eyes. I think Picasso was just, felt like he was in his shadows a bit. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's an interesting documentary. It's worth checking out.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: know man <laughs> I don't know I don't life is just weird like I don't know like I, I would say keep trying but I did that <laughs> so I don't know I don't know every everyone's different though you know like everyone like everyone has different facilities and like comes into this world in a different way. And, like, a lot of people will tell me, they're like, oh, oh, I wish I could do what you do. And I'm just like, man, if you, like, experience some of the levels of stress that I experience, like, through making films or through making, like, big exhibitions, like, I don't think many people would want to deal with those that level of stress, you know? Mm. And so and I don't even want to deal with that level of stress, but I can't. And I do, but I just feel like everyone, everyone like kind of has different chemistry. And so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell myself. Like, I think everything turned out fine. And you know, like I'm thankful. I, I have a, my family and i are have a good place to eat and sleep and and we're healthy and i don't know what else there is
0: yeah can't ask for much more than that can you no yeah and you're living your dream you're not working for someone else
1: i don't know if i'm totally not working for someone else but i'm i get to be creative every day and i'm thankful Hmm.
0: But I guess you're being employed for you to be you, if you know what I mean.
1: More or less, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so, do you have a uh, a dream project you'd love to work on? Um, I
1: think I'm. I think I'm working on them all right now. I don't. I. I I'm. I feel really fulfilled. You know, like I don't feel like everything's going well Mm. and I feel like I I don't know I don't really know what else I'd want to be doing I'm. I'm like I have really good exhibitions coming up in museums and galleries I have I'm making a really like really engaging really fun skateboard movie that I've been making for seven years that's almost done I think that's going to be really cool and interesting and different. I'm Actually, as I'm doing this interview, I'm sitting here looking at some footage from Fiji with Ryan Birch and Craig Anderson for a new film uh, that I'm working on, a surf film that's pretty much all done in the can. And uh, I pretty much just have to shoot a little bit more interstitial stuff, and I'll be done. Next year, so I'm I'm just thankful, man. I don't I don't know I don't know. I, I I'm not like I think I used to have these delusions of grandeur when I was younger, like oh I want to do this huge thing or be this huge artist or whatever. But in the end, like I feel like I'm just kind of ending up where I'm supposed to be and and uh, choosing things that are enjoyable and not working with a bunch of dickheads and you know trying to work with people that i enjoy being around and and uh yeah everything seems good it's good to hear
0: life's a lot easier when you're not striving isn't it
1: I mean, I wouldn't say I'm not striving and maybe, you know, maybe I've lowered my focus to be in a more realistic realm and I get to enjoy it instead of stressing to like do things that are like kind of out of, out of my reach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> so, um, so where's the best place for, uh, people to see your art online?
1: Um. My main I mean my main gallery that I work with is the V1 gallery in Copenhagen so they would probably have the the most direct sources of of my work or really I mean if people want to see what I'm doing they can follow me on Instagram that's probably the best.
0: Yeah. And what's your handle?
1: Just Thomas Campbell Art.
0: Yeah. All right, Thomas. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. Sure. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Bench Talk. To view images of the guest's artwork, follow us on Instagram at bench underscore talk or go to the website benchtalkpodcast.com. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or Stitcher. If you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode.